Radioactive. That's right, and welcome back to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. I am yours truly, Mike D. To my left, we have the radioactive Ryan Shipley. Radioactive. Radioactive. Yeah, that's scary. Just a way to get superpowers in the 60s, I guess. Yes, uh, <laughs> it was so easy. <laughs> we have the owner of Knoxville's longest running comic shop, and the reason we're here, of course, Mr. Bill Langford. No superpowers, but... Uh, you'll get it. I'm working toward it. Maybe yeah. you'll just fall. Like they also seem like they can fall into uh, vats of radioactive stuff. Yeah, like uh, that. vats of electric ills will turn you into electro. Every time I get X-rayed at the doctor's office, I keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, anybody with a radioactive vat out there, let us know, and we'll uh, throw one of us in it and see what happens. Yeah, uh, save that for the fiftieth episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, we have the newest member of our two-timer club, of course, from Nirvana Comics, the one and only McKay. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And here's the thing, two time. Mm-hmm. He's he's our two timer now. Mm-hmm. We've already decided. Once you hit that five time, you're going to get a jacket. Jackets. Yeah. Five. And here's the thing, McKay. You're probably like a year away from getting that jacket. <laughs> We're not going to take your measurements yet, because every time we see you, you seem like you're shrinking. I've gone up a higher because I had to be able to gym because of the surgery and and things. But how much have you lost? Like. I mean, overall, I'm still eighty plus pounds. Now. Yeah, that's incredible. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Because I know that's hard, especially as we get older, to lose that much weight because we're, we're used to like like our routines and everything. Uh, yes, and yes. and that's, a, that's a vast change you have to make in your routine, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... And I miss it, man. I'm, I haven't been in the gym and I've been almost six weeks between I had a little illness and the snow and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and just one thing after another. So I've, I'm about six weeks out, and I'm, I'm Jones for it. Like, I, I want to be back in there. And part of that's so doc- much better. Part of that's doctor's orders, right? You had yeah, to, uh... I've had to take, what, three weeks out of surgery. Right. So yeah. I think I'm supposed to be no more heavy lifting for maybe another two or three weeks. But I go to the doc next week, so they'll tell me where I'm at. No, so. it's fantastic. I would just let Jazz and Grant know that you can never lift anything anymore. <laughs> they say, don't let the me doctor do also nothing. said that I should <laughs> be carried around the store <laughs> like a king. <laughs> We need a rickshaw in here. <laughs> yes. We need a rickshaw. Yeah. But I can tell you one thing is like from that time you came in, every time since whenever we're here, there's been at least a week or two that goes by that somebody doesn't mention how inspiring it is to see those videos oh, and to see how much you've lost. And I really appreciate it. And people come and tell me some incredible stories. Uh, people at the gym come up to me and tell me, hey, don't quit. Like, mm. you know, I was where you're That's at. Cool. Like, I, you know, I've had so many customers come in or just different walks of life, you know. Yeah. You know, like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the gym because of you. Like, I'm doing this because of you. And, you know, like, you just can't quit. Like, you can. Yeah. And they're saying it for me, but they're also saying it for them. Yep. Like, right. I've got this. Re- I'm starting to feel like I have this responsibility, yeah. You know, for the other people, yeah. So like, and that's that's a. I don't mean that in the best possible way. Like, sure, it's got yeah. it's got to motivate you. Oh, right? it's a yeah. huge motivation, and it's and it's just so many people. You forget like what it was like to try to get there. Like it's, I mean, I had starts and stops where I lost a few pounds and put mm-hmm. it back on, and lost a few pounds and put it back on. But you know, to to stick with it and do it, like I know what that feels like, and that's what you know. I finally. Well, not all the way over the hump, but mm-hmm. starting to see yep. an end game yeah. for that eventually. I mean, 80 pounds down, I'm sure you had to buy a lot of new clothes. Well, I actually have a friend of mine that said after I got to a certain point that he'd buy me a, a wardrobe. Awesome. Ooh, wow. Okay. Uh, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. But, but, but uh, getting there. But yeah, he, I had some pretty lofty goals to be yep. to some big numbers by a certain time, and it's just going to take longer. Yeah. And that's totally okay because I know I'm going to get there. 
and it doesn't matter when that is. But 80 pounds in at least le- way less than a year. Yeah. I think the last time you came on here was like June or July. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm that's wondering incredible. if we should somehow market his workout system where he's lifting like half boxes of comics, <laughs> like short yes. boxes, and, uh, and, and kind of bill it as like the comic book workout system. And we, see, and we send him in to get graded. <laughs> we say, also, by the way, just so you know, right. McKay lifted this in video number 55. Yes. See if that helps the value at all. I've actually had one customer that asked me to sign a Spider-Man book for him. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. So that was a really, that's, really that cool That actually moment. really just got to me. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's like, uh, actually, we've done that a couple of times. had another customer that wanted us to all sign a store variant. So that's we cool. So it's signed by all of us yeah. that are there. That's awesome. So those are um, cool moments. Speaking of the store, real quick, because um today, by the way, this is coming out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is one of our birthdays. It's Mike's oh, birthday. Oh, it oh, is. is it is. You're right. There. You want to open your present? Birthday boy. I do want to open my present. It's, it's hefty. And it's in this rectangular how awkward box that here. Bill and McKay got you nothing. <laughs> I guess we know who your true friends are. Oh, what are you trying to say, Ron? <laughs> you don't know. I could have something hidden in the back. So yeah. they don't know what's in here either, then, <laughs> yeah. right? No, they do not. Bill said, I have here. a whole store presence, yeah. dude. That's what really he's cool ASMR. You tore that box up. Yeah, that's what it's. That's what you do. So I like to listen for mm-hmm. clues for oh, gifts. Oh yes. Um, I don't know if this came, if this made the air last week, but um, Fred Daly mm. and Mike had talked about uh, Daniel Warren Johnson mm-hmm. and how cool uh, he yeah. was, and Fred Daly was uh, going Murder crazy Falcon. about Murder Falcon, mm-hmm. and Mike was like, "I've never read it." And as that was happening, my phone was slowly pulled up, and I was looking at Amazon, and I ordered it. Whoa! Happy birthday, buddy! Look Thank you. you so much. I mean, I've, I've spoken so highly, of course, on the show about Daniel Warren Johnson. I've just become a mega fan of his, and this is a. Hardback, mm-hmm. very nice, very nice. Got this beautiful blue foil on the logo, and also, uh, you know, I am in a band. We provide the intro music uh, for the show every week, and uh, obviously, this is a, a band-themed uh, comic of some sorts. So, yep. very, very exciting, very, very cool. Thank That's you so I, much. I'm you're very love welcome. It. I know I'm going to love it. I had to stop Fred because he was about to give away the whole book, and I was <laughs> like, "No, this is good." <laughs> oh, uh, thanks. That's no, perfect. Perfect yeah. gift. Um, and also, another birthday gift for you today is. So, McKay, what happened at your store? Like, what did you guys do Saturday morning? So, Saturday, uh, we tried to get together and watch the pay-per-views. Or okay. PLEs or whatever the hell. For wrestling. I still call them pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah. I still call, I'll always call them And I'll still call it WWF, too, because I'm not going to confuse a panda with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> no. But uh, we decided we were going to, we were discussing whether we're going to stay after work to watch it or when we were going to watch it. And Josh was like, let's just do it. Uh, because it uh, aired at Five o'clock in the morning. Because it was from uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. So we met at the shop at four thirty. Crazy. Snacks and everything, and mm. watched Elimination Chamber from five to eight thirty. Went to uh, IHOP and then worked a whole day at the shop. Oh wow! Wow, wow. that's a long day. And Did they wear had a monster day at the shop that day. Oh, I bet. And when I left, I was done. You were eliminated. I, yes. <laughs> I was I was eliminated. I got to home. I got home and I was like, honey, I'm sorry. And I was I yeah, said no. for me. I was done. Uh, did you and did you you and you and Jamie are night owls too? Yes. Did you yes. watch it live? No, 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 no. We we had to actually work at ten AM, so that was definitely mm-hmm. happened. We just we watched it thanks later to the on. powers of streaming later that night. And like a like a like a pro here, I woke up at nine in the morning, mm-hmm. ordered a big biscuit and watched, uh, I watched the most, of majority, I watched the female and the male Elimination Chambers and watched the uh, Cody Rhodes interview. Mm-hmm. What was pretty funny was that, and it was kind of trippy too, to be honest with you, was that obviously it's way over there. 
Yeah. And it was an outdoor event. It was in an yeah, yeah. arena. So you were watching it uh, get dark there. Yeah. And by just a few minutes, you watched it sunset there and sunrise here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So like on the screen, we're watching it slowly get darker. Mm-hmm. And then just after about just maybe 20 minutes, it started getting progressively yeah. lighter here. So it was like really trippy. To- yeah. McKay sent me an invite and I laughed. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's way too early. Four thirty a.m. is yeah. just not doable. Uh, what did you think of the pay per view, Mike? I um, I'm going to give it a B minus. I okay. thought that it was pretty good. Um, it wasn't one of my more excited ones recently. Um, it filled the roles it was going to fill. It's a little predictable, I think. Um, it was cool seeing it in Australia, seeing the fans react. That's one of the cool things I like about the international shows. They're watching the fans react in different ways. Um, I think it set some good stuff up for WrestleMania, and uh, I liked it. Didn't love it. Liked it. B minus. I love how much people hate Dominic Mysterio. Oh, it's so awesome. They actually had to blur out the front row because everybody was flipping That's him off. Really? <laughs> they he's do not, that, he's they that do not like Dominic. And it's, he's not, over. and it's not go away heat either. He's no. legitimately the biggest heel on the company. Yep. People boo incredible. him. Bill, you've never heard anybody get booed like this. He, really? cannot, he can't finish a sentence. It's every single person he, they're booing as loudly as they can. He said sometimes when they need to fill air... Mm-hmm. they'll have him go out there without any script because they know he's not going to be able to say anything <laughs> and just try to talk because he's going to get booed as and badly. And just let the crowd did. boo for a minute. Yeah. It's real Now, I'd say like his mommy, uh, Rhea, she is probably going to go face soon. She's oh, going to have her. her face turn probably sometime after WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I thought it was uh, what I watched of it. The the fe- the women's uh, chamber match was a lot better than the men's, I thought. I liked it more. Um, yeah. I think Randy Orton's really looked like he got hurt. Mm. And kind of, there was a lot of like laying around in it, mm-hmm. okay. uh, but I think a B minus is probably a, a solid score. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much right with you. My biggest problem with it was it was just too predictable. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, yeah. there was there was no match that you didn't know what the outcome, or at least ninety five percent sure what the outcome was going to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you knew, I mean, all of us knew what who won every match before it started. Yeah. So yeah. that was a little. I'd, I'd like to have at least had, even in some of the lower card matches, had some drama as to who might or might have not won. But other than that, it was really good. It was really cool to see them put over their Australian talent mm-hmm. and Rhea to have, uh, you know, her moment as a, you know, getting to, to main event the show. And, yep. and while I do agree that they're. That's very likely to be a face turn in her future. Yeah. Uh, something I asked the fellas while we were watching it is like, have you ever, can you name one other heel woman that's as over as Rhea Ripley is right now? Never. You could and argue said, she's maybe in the top five over people in the it, company. It's not Easily. even close. No. And I was like, who's even the closest over heel? And maybe Charlotte Flair a few years ago. And that's not even this. Yep. I mean, She's everybody's right right got mommy you. shirts yep. and, you know, mm-hmm. Dominic's nuclear over, <laughs> like just drop the bomb over. And it's like splash of that too, because uh, last night when um, Gunther was saying, who do you want me to fight at WrestleMania? Our truth got the biggest pop. Our yep. <laughs> truth is over, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that gimmick, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the little social media gimmick they did with him at uh, with, the yeah. animation chamber that he got off the the, the plane the in Austria. In Austria. <laughs> he was like, "Where's everybody at?" It's um, so great him playing. You know, he he's what it. he's he what in it. his yeah. mid fifties. You know, fifty two. He doesn't look so to, good for his age. Ridiculous. You know, he doesn't have to to put on a five star match to be over. Like he can yep. just say some goofy stuff, interstitial. So 
I'd rather have that instead yep. of just some of the goofball stuff you have to sit through between matches. Yep. You know, have our truth come and see something bananas, crazy, and yeah, I, I love seeing him so over. People are wanting to see that transfer into the ring, so that's and you know, good for him. Other characters, you know, you could eye roll with that or absolutely hate it, but he just nails it in a certain way that makes it so entertaining. Yeah, and yeah. everybody goes with it. Yep, yep. He has this weirdly innocent quality oh, yes. about him. Good way to put it. Where, where it's just like he really sells that it's not just that he's by no means stupid or or not competent or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. He's just confused and almost childlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. Like he's just so enthusiastic. Yes. Right. Like he's he's yep. he's put all of it in it. He just doesn't know what's going on. And yep. like that's just it's just refreshing. It's yeah. it's fun to watch. Yep. Now, you said that Dominic does not have go-away heat. You know who does have go-away heat? Madam Web. <laughs> um, here's one thing we got to mention, though. Number one grossing superhero movie of 2024. Yeah. That's pretty strong. <laughs> it's flopped so bad, I read that they said, uh, somebody quoted, on Wednesday night, You could. this was the Wednesday it came out, you could actually watch advanced purchase sales declining in real time as buyers were refunding their tickets. Ooh, wow. Marveled a, a major theatrical chain insider. It really says something when you'd rather have Shazam 2 numbers. Has anybody here ever asked for movie ticket back? Have you ever gone back to the booth and like, I want my money back? Only for if like the mo- something messed up with the movie mm-hmm. or if the movie was revolving around a haunted pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think I've ever done that. But uh, I think the thing that's the shadiest about Madam Web, and I'm kind of glad this is happening, is... If you've seen the trailer and saw in the trailer where they're all dressed in their uh, superhero costumes, mm. you've seen them in their superhero costumes. That's basically the only. That's it. Scene that's that I, yeah, yeah. Where it's like a future scene that Madame oh, Web is seeing. Really? So Sydney Sweeney oh, and her outfit no. and all that. That's mm. the one shot that you see. If you've seen that shot, then you've seen their superhero. Oh, that's so you got to put them because you got to sell the action figures, right? Yeah. So you have to put them in the costumes once. Yeah, I mean, I just assume but it's a shame a, that yeah. have like a team scene all in their outfits. No, oh my! I kind of wish Child Protective Service could take Spider-Man and that whole franchise away from Sony. Well, uh, the, the, the animated though are good, right? The animated yeah. are so good. How can they be so different? It's because <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the Sony execs are less hands-on with the animated. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are befuddled, going, "How did this movie get past all these executives?" Right, and I'm sure it got savage with the test audiences yeah i hadn't heard i'm not sure so this is the thing like when i went to see uh morbius the first time uh it was um as a vampire movie it plays well now if if i view it in the spider-man universe it it falls short yeah 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 but i just wonder if you just go see like if if you go see madam web and you just assumed it was just some kind of like 80s kind of action flick yeah i mean you may have a different view of it you may not grade it so harshly i think a lot i think a lot of the problems with all these spider-man movies is is that people they they expect more right because it's spider-man but i think you if you go see a movie Mm -hmm. you should expect entertainment so i think if the movie's bad and like the reviews have said it's the acting is wooden like the dialogue is bad the direction makes no sense yeah so in fairness none of us have seen the movie right nobody has seen the movie okay have y'all heard this thing about Sydney Sweeney and Dakota John or what's her name? Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. That apparently they thought they were in the MCU movie. 
Oh, that they were misled into thinking that they were in the MCU. That one of them, like, actually said that several times in interviews. And Dakota Johnson said the script, the the script that they ended up using Mm -hmm. was not the script she signed up Mm -hmm. for. I did read that. Yeah, I think if they, I wonder if they tricked her like they did in one of the X Men movies. They really wanted Holly Berry to come back. Okay, and she was holding out. But uh, I think Matthew Vaughn, I think, is the one that directed the one. Or he was telling the story. He he walked away from the project, so he didn't do it. Right. Uh, but what they did is they made a fake script where the beginning storm goes to Africa and makes it rain to save the crops and everything. Yeah. A scene they knew they were not going to film for this movie, but they put it in there to try to hook Holly Berry Dang. to resign. Dirty dogs. Yeah. Yes. It's done so bad, I think it did not even open at number one. I think Bob Marley is right now on a two-week winning streak. Hey, one love. Yeah. <laughs> Until Dune comes out this week, then this Dune the will se- probably save it. Okay. Save the cinemas right now. Because the first one didn't do that well, did it? No, but it also released it released during COVID, so it released uh, okay. at the same time at HBO Max. We have some subscribers that are, are Regal execs and, oh. and things. Oh. They get to watch some things quite early, and they're sets. So Amazing. Yeah, the oh, early really? buzz on this is very, second one? very high. Yeah. Okay. So that was. I amazing. can speak on the Dune it's amazing. popcorn bucket because I have it and it's amazing. <laughs> 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 um, what other news we have today? Well, let's see. We had the heel turn there from Madam Webb. Let's go with the face turn that's going to turn some stuff around, I think. The Fantastic Four movie. Yes. The, uh, they did it so cool the way they, they, they announced it with that. Very nice. Uh, 60s style like art deco postcard or something postcard, yeah. Yeah. that's got a lot of people speculating the movie is going to take place in the 60s I think that will make sense so this way they can explain why the Fantastic Four run around when Thanos was oh, yeah, running oh, yeah. things because uh, that's something they're going to have to do is explain why like they had to do with the Eternals mm. like oh. the Eternals Ugh. yeah Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby nice the guy that played Eddie on uh, Stranger Things Joseph Quinn Joseph okay Quinn, yeah, from Stranger Things I can't think of his name but the guy that's playing the thing oh uh Ebon Moss Bachrock who uh if you've never seen a Hulu show The Bear mm-hmm. it's about like uh inside like a kitchen I will not watch that um, show um he plays the older meaner brother right he's fantastic um I think this cast is stacked uh, and Herbie. Herbie is in this. Yep. I also noticed uh, this week, first appearances of Herbie have started to go up. It's oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, put it in the 60s also gives it a distinctly different vibe than the rest of the movies. It's not it going to feel like just another superhero movie coming out. It's going to be very distinct. Yeah. I assume by the end of it, they're going to be in present day. Yeah, they'll probably, I imagine, get stuck in the negative zone in the movie, and then, like, maybe I could see a post-credit scene where they get out of the negative zone, but it's modern times. Kind of a Captain America-esque thing. It worked very well in Captain America, yeah. First mm-hmm. Avenger. I hope they tease Doom, but Doom's not the villain. Mm, I think I it's going to be Galactus. You think Galactus are going to go that strong? In the first movie. That's what I heard, and then I heard Doom was going to be the second film. Do you think they'll do Galactus as a person, or do you think they're going to do the so silly... So the rumor uh, is, is Javier Bardem. Awesome. Uh, like is the human? Do you think they're gonna? That's gonna play well on a big screen? It's gonna play better than the cloud thing. <laughs> the cloud thing's so bad. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a, it's a small uh, threshold to overcome. But no, I, I mean, I think it, Javier Bardem makes sense because the age matches up with uh, Pedro Pascal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are looking for someone who's a peer or contemporary of Reed, it'd be someone who's a so similar age. If they do that with the the time traveling, then I guess Doom also gets time traveled. If yeah, they're going to be. So if you look at the the Life magazine that I think Reed's holding in that postcard they released, yep. someone blew it up as a Pruder film style, and it's 1963 is the date on that Life magazine. Oh, nice. that's a cool and year for Marvel. So not only that, 
is it a cool year for because it's Fantastic Four? Well, sixty two, I think. But um, but also someone found that issue of Life magazine uh, in Microfish in the library. Oh, Microfish. And uh, pulled it up. And that issue of Life magazine, the main story is about um, space travel and what? the possibility of like a wormhole and time travel. What? In space. This is what we want from Marvel, guys. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a cool Easter egg that they put yeah. in the the little promotional thing. Um, but yeah, so that's the rumor is that supposedly the movie's going to be set in 63. They go up. Somehow they get stuck in the negative zone. Uh, they're stuck in time. And when they come back, they haven't aged. But the Earth has moved forward 50 years. It's interesting. They're going to be working on this super quickly because uh, it's releasing July 2025. Mm-hmm. And I assume they haven't really started filming yet. So what do you think of it, Mike? Uh, McKay? I've heard some speculation that... Uh... I mean, I don't have any confirmation of this, but I had read that uh, it could be that Reed was uh, Hank Pym's professor. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That uh, they were going to tie them into the MCU through the That Man franchise. That would be cool. So, yeah. Quantum Realm, that makes I don't sense. know that that's yeah. true, but because uh, you know the internet yeah, no. <laughs> as it is. But it's, a, it's but exciting. I think that's, I think I'm excited for it. And my first thought I had when I heard the potential 60s thing. Yep. Was that this is what we need to turn back the clock on the MCU a little? Mm-hmm. That we get back to that classic Marvel vibe. Yeah. We kind of do a soft little, not reset, but this tone shift a little bit where we're we're getting into things that you know people aren't as familiar with, like the Eternals. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is exciting. Uh, It'll also feel very much different from those other Fantastic Four movies. So instead of it being just like, here's another template copy of those movies, which were not successful, another breath of fresh air for it. So Yep. And Pedro Pascal. Can you imagine Xavier Bardem and yeah. Pedro Pascal dueling against each other in their oh acting chops? That's going to oh, be... Oh, yeah, yeah, insane. Oh, it's going to wow. be fantastic. Uh, I've only had some people who have... So they didn't like Pascal as a, a choice. And I'm oh, like, no. what? I read a little scuttlebutt online about that. And I'm that, like, but... I'm like I, I don't think you know how good of a, an actor he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I think you mm-hmm. you have watched too many scenes of him and Nicolas Cage in that one movie. <laughs> yeah. You think yeah. that that's, he can just smile crazily in a car. That's not all that brother yeah. can be. No, and he's mm-hmm. charismatic as all get out. Mm-hmm. What other news do we have? Well, I mean, may as well just keep it in the Marvel vein for now. We have the X-Men 97 trailer debut, uh, continuing oh, yeah. the uh, classic animated series that uh, so many people love. Oh, my God. Uh, so I don't have as much nostalgia based around the X-Men 97 as a lot of people do. But just seeing the outpouring of love that people had for yes. X-Men 97 and seeing Gambit charge of Wolverine's claws, yeah, I think it looks great. I'm going to watch it. I am, too. Animation style looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of tugged my heartstrings hearing the old music again. Yep. Now, I know Nirvana really liked it because you guys hinted about doing uh, Saturday morning showings of it. That's fun. Yeah. We show stuff in the shop all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when that when something announced my hints, we wound up watching it for the next two or three days. Nice. So, so yeah, we've had our share of X-Men animated series on lately. But, yeah, yeah we, we try to find fun things like that today. But people are vibing about it, like, on the shop. Like, people are excited for it. Oh, the... yeah. Oh, dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, March, right? Yep. And I'm hoping it does well enough that we can get Spider-Man 98. That would be the exact <laughs> thing I was just about to say. That'd be a good follow-up. It yeah. really would. You know, something to speak highly of that X-Men and Spider-Man, for that matter. Um, I didn't watch the X-Men cartoon at the time, 
because it was so close to the comics. I was already mm. reading the comics, and I was like, I'm just double dipping. I, right. it, it was close enough to the source material that I was like, it's, I'm already reading the comics. So that's that's a high mark of praise, I think. It's I think it's it's fantastic, uh, and it's soon too, March. Yeah, quick mention: Peacemaker was debuting in uh, Mortal Kombat tonight at midnight. MK1. I'm looking forward to that. I love the Peacemaker show; it's so cool. And uh, the trailer for the character looks perfect. The they mannerisms, the tone, yeah. the joke, everything looks great. Eagly is yeah, in eagly it. Eagly in it. It's a special great. move. Yeah, and John Cena is doing all the voice yeah. acting. Yeah, perfect. Yep. I mean, it looks like they're doing the bit where uh, the Peacemaker opening uh, theme song dance that he yep. does. Yep. Well, that's yep. one of the best parts. Yep. So good. Uh, speaking of trailers, we had a special request by our friend MK here. He wanted to uh, bring up the Ghostbusters upcoming trailer, and I was excited to actually talk about that. Yeah. That's coming out in March, right? It is also March. I was a little... I was... When the first teaser came out, mm-hmm. and they said the name of the the movie. With Frozen Empires? Yeah. Right? yeah. The <clears throat> first trailer, I was a little underwhelmed. Okay. And I was... Uh, not badly. Yeah. Slightly. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh no. We're, we're going to go backwards. Yeah, and then the next trailer was much better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm very enthusiastic. I didn't get to talk to her, but I saw McKenna Grace at MegaCon. Oh, cool! And I was just like a table away from her. She seemed very cool. I didn't get to have an interaction yeah. with mm-hmm. her, but I was one table over from her, and she just seemed super enthusiastic. And nice. she was chatting people up and said, "Hey, I can't wait for you to see this movie," and I think that's. Of course, I know you're always going to say that to hype your thing up. And it seems like it looks like from the trailer that they're going to do more with the two generations of Ghostbusters mm-hmm. being together. Mm-hmm. It's good to see um, Annie Potts. Yes, yes. Because she shows up in the uh, credit stinger. Like the, in the last one, yep. Yep, because uh, Winston is like a billionaire or something now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got the money. Really? Yep. He invested his uh, Ghostbusters money. Now he's restarting the franchise. Is, is it still Ernie Hudson Jr.? Yep. Yep. Nice. Okay. My man. I think it looks great. One thing that I've read, you know, I didn't follow the real Ghostbusters cartoon, but apparently it's got a huge following from back then, and it, it seems like this movie is going to be pulling a little bit from that, a little bit of the tone, some of the monsters, the ghosts. And I like the new red costumes you see there near the end. That's a cool new twist. So, yeah, the heart and the soul looks like it's in the right place. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And it does look like it's going in a new direction. I'm a giant Ghostbusters guy, mm-hmm. oddly because they're only a year apart. Yeah. I've always mentally connected Ghostbusters and Back to the Future. Okay, yeah, yep, yep, that yep. they're that those fandoms are very similar, mm-hmm. very time specific. Mm-hmm. You know, they're less than a year apart from one another. Right. Yeah, two completely different things, but both, you know, both sci-fi. You know, with a little comedy mixed. If you in. were a fan yep. of one, you were probably the right age to be a big fan of the other one. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a a cousinship between those two franchises. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because uh, I've ne- I rarely find anybody who's a fan of one and not the other. And yeah, I'm massively on both sides of that. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, yeah. it looks like a March is going to be a strong year for movies. Seems like yeah. Well, I mean, we normally are scratching like chickens for uh, some news, so but this news. is lots to talk about this week. Um, DC, now they've uh, gone back on their Tuesday shipping, and they're rejoining the rest of the comic world, shipping the books uh, to Wednesdays now. So Starts in July, with also, by the way, um, June is the last month of the dawn of DC. Oh. So starting in July, they're going to transition into re-brand. their new um, uh, big series, their big uh, crossover event. Is it called um, Crisis, Crisis? Crisis, Crisis, Crisis. It's called Crisis uh, of Crisis. I'm to remember. <laughs> Look it up, Shipley! Oh, yeah. So it's going to be called Absolute Power, uh, Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Uh, there will be a teaser at this at the event of this year's uh, Free Comic Book Day. Uh, speaking of Free Comic Book Day, uh, 
definitely make sure that you're listening to the first 10 minutes of our episode coming out on uh, March 13th. Right. Because we have our big news uh, for oh, this year's Free Comic Day. Incredibly excited. Incredibly and especially, excited. Especially since it's our 25th year anniversary. It's our 25th anniversary. We're probably going to do some cool stuff this year, but what we're doing for Free Comic Day is Chef's Kiss. It is. Yes. Um, and I, I lose track now. I think this may be like our 14th Free Comic Book Day. You've wow. been to all of them, right? Uh, well, yeah, we've done every single one. Wow. But um, cool. out of every one, I think this might be the one I'm the most excited for. I'm excited. Michael let Jamie know, because you mm-hmm. know Jamie will be working it. Great. Um, she cried. Oh, okay. No, that's not a huge stretch, to be fair. But it's not. <laughs> but it's still. <laughs> is she it an shows, easy crier? Yeah. Okay. But it shows how exciting it is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, uh, like I said, out of every single one, this is probably the one I'm most excited about. Not just because it's our 25th anniversary, but uh, because of who we have coming in. And, yep. Uh, I think everybody, hopefully, is going to be uh, excited also. So if you're uh, looking at the post starting next Thursday, you might see some weird posts just. No explanation for those posts, but those hints. will be some uh, cryptic uh, hints as to what we have planned. But again, March 13th, uh, we'll have all the details. I can tell you're looking forward to this, Ryan. Just the way I'm excited. I he's been planning because you told me you've been planning this yeah. for like a month, right? I'm also not good at secrets. I'm like that meme of that kid that's like mm-hmm. his face is turning red and he's like trying his best to hold it in. Right. That's me. You've done a great job. Uh, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll announce that uh, on the the next podcast. Absolutely. Uh, McKay knows it, and McKay can. Uh, vouch for it being an awesome uh, it's an awesome get right yeah it's an awesome get super cool I just love when like our like our community is so great oh yeah Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with it like and this is such a cool thing for people on free comic day Mm -hmm. we're used to people going to more than one store you can honestly start at one store and go to several of the stores on that day get Mm -hmm. some awesome free comics get some really good deals and I don't know what other stores are doing but Uh meet two amazing creators like if you come to Comics Exchange and Nirvana. No, and it's fantastic because Knoxville, and just to brag on, on my city a little bit, Knoxville's always been like that with comic book stores. Yeah. So in the 25 years that I've been in business, that we've been here, uh, I don't think there's been one single store um, that really has been kind of a, a, a problem store. Or an issue. Everybody works together. Um, yeah. Everybody kind of um, has, has the same goal, and that's to try and promote comic books and, and get them in the hands of as many young readers as we can. Yeah, it's such a fun day when people come to our store and go, hey, Nirvana was out of this free comic. Mm-hmm. You guys still have it, and right. they would. Right. And then they come here, and they can't find one. We can mm-hmm. send them to the other stores, and we just want to make that ex- a day and experience for everybody. I like yeah. a no, fun day. Yeah, it, it's, it's probably my favorite day of the year. Yeah, and, and people always turn out. I remember like two years ago, Two days before it, Ryan Otley had to back out because of his uh, injury. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And it was raining that whole day, and we were nervous about how it was going to do. Right. Because Free Comic Day is like Christmas, like at a toy store. Yes. It's important. Yes. Um, and people still showed up, like in droves. No, no. I, I think dollar-wise, that may have actually been one of our best uh, Free Comic Book Days. No, we've had a positive response. Everybody from, and then I tell you, then all the artists have been great. Uh, David Finch and his son were fantastic. Um, Ron Ollie's been great. Yep. So we've been very lucky with um, a lot of our guests. and Yeah. But I, I think it's awesome that the uh, community works together as they do. Mm-hmm. Like, it I mean, is. right now, um, you know, we're doing the, the podcast for, for Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. McKay and uh, the fine folks at Nirvana Comics, at, at Nirvana Comics on YouTube, are doing the YouTube channel. Yeah. And not to be outdone, uh, Rocky is going to start doing a Periscope every week on MySpace. Really? No, 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 no. Uh, 
You never know with Rocky, you could throw you a uh, wild card. But I will say, like, I've been watching, uh, they're definitely fun to describe, subscribe to. They put a video about once a week. Really good production, and you guys kind of dig into everything. Like, I think in the last episode, you guys were showing a lot of, like, the new books that you guys found in, like, a person's collection. Like, mm-hmm. some really cool books. Yeah. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had some nutty, nutty collections lately. Uh, yeah. And and it's 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 been a lot of fun. Like uh, we had a real cool collection come in that we had just a lot of ma- major uh, modern keys in, so we got to really reset the wild. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to talk, take pictures of the wild like, at the close of business one day, and just yeah. it's like a piranha tank the next morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. And who does like, production on the videos? Brad, Brad Duncan. Who's going to come on the episode, I think, in a few weeks. I yeah. always forget his name, but I know he, he presses, so I've been calling him the presser. Right. Brad's a great guy. Yeah. He's so enthusiastic and one of the funniest dudes you'll ever hang out with. He'll That's say cool. some of the most just off-the-cuff <laughs> banana stuff, and you'll laugh for an hour. But let's, um, let's go into our show and tell. Mm-hmm. So, McKay has brought some uh, show-and-tell stuff. Ooh. And it looks like a lot of this is going to be stuffed up my alley, which makes me happy. I love show-and-tell. Yep. You've not seen these books yet. I have not seen these books yet. This is the first time. Uh, we've had, uh, uh, as we've talked about, uh, well, I hadn't quite talked about, I guess, but we did get to go to MegaCon. Yep. Uh, so, quite a bit of this is things we acquired there or... Uh, just man, what an experience! Hundred ninety pushing two hundred thousand people in four. Did they days. have it like in one convention, or did they have it spread out in a couple of like? <laughs> so, it it's in one. The the complex is massive. It's okay. Orange County Convention Center. There's whole different areas. Okay. These buildings are massive. Yep. So one of the best stories, one of the funniest stories that came out of this was on the first morning. Like we're having to Uber to this place because we're not that far from it. Oh man. And uh. So the Uber guys were like, hey, we're going to the convention at the Orange County. So they drop us in front of this building, and there's this huge sign that says Cattle Con. So here's me, Ryan, Grant, and Jazz with <laughs> two of them carrying short boxes. Yeah. Of us with these cowboys and people walking by us and, you oh, know, wow. cowboy hats and chaps and stuff walking by us, walking to this big building that says CattleCon. <laughs> the Uber's dude's gone. He's, he's left you. Yeah, he's gone. You're stuck so, at CattleCon. So we're at CattleCon, which is in the same convention center, but it's, for me, with my mobility issues, it was mm-hmm. going to be but nigh yeah. to impossible for me to get over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Grant, and I swear this is a true thing that happened and not just some scrambled yeah. up thing i'm throwing on the ground yeah this rickshaw bike bicycle electric bicycle rickshaw pulls up yeah this young man who announces that his name is legendary who's playing dubstep on a speaker yeah we decide that ryan and jasmine volunteer to walk on over to the next concourse is okay the yeah 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 to the next concourse with the short boxes me and grant get on this rickshaw with legendary playing dubstep sure no. yeah and we get taxied over to the next set of buildings and it was like this weird like third person like video game ex- yeah, or yeah, first yeah. person video game yep. experience where like he's I dodging know, between yeah it's yeah. super crazy we're going yeah. through traffic yeah. and and going across this way and across this way. And yeah. I mean, he's just grooving. Right. And like, here I am, you know, between me and Grant, there's like 600 plus pounds of humanity uh. in the back <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, rickshaw. Yeah. In fairness, he is legendary, so. Yeah. And he, 
Huh. The brother was yeah. legendary. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, my name's Legendary Fellas. And, mm-hmm. You know, I want the CattleCon we people and the MegaCon people to mix, like uh, the people in their cosplay. Right. And then you got a bunch of cowboys. So yeah. well, I, I remember back in the day in Atlanta, the DragonCon weekend was the same weekend as Freaknik. Yep. And Freak, which was I think the Black Fraternity weekend in yep. Atlanta. Yep. And so it was always kind of an odd mix. Um, Nowadays, it's uh, DragonCon is the first weekend of college football. Yeah. So you'd have the Georgia Bulldog. Georgia Tech game. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but you got some books for us to look at. Some of the things we, we brought back, uh, got Tony Daniel to sign uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man. Down this way. I'm going to get pictures of The it. Ultimate wow. Spider-Man 1 one in 25. Yeah, that's nice. Picked up Clayton Crane's uh, uh, okay. Joker variant that was really, really cool. Yeah, that's shiny. And one of the most unique things that happened at... Megacon this year right. was Ghost Machine. Yeah. Ah, yes. uh, Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns imprint. Image imprint. And they had everything, uh, they had everybody there except mm. Gary Frank who canceled. Okay. So I got this triple sign. Ooh. Oh, looky there. And the craziest thing, and I'm, I'm quite fond of this, mm-hmm. is all of them. That's cool. Ooh. Wow. Oh, now how many signatures is that? This is 12. Woo! Now, the not comic book related, but the biggest personal thing that Mm -hmm. I went to get at the show, uh, and I just got this back from the framer a couple of days ago, but this is my Back to the Future. We're talking about this, yeah. That's my Back to the Future. Uh, USA Today did a real-life Newspaper. October 22nd, 2015. I got it authenticated and signed by... I see uh, Christopher Apple. Lloyd on there. Like everybody. And then, uh, like Christopher Lloyd. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is mm. one of the nicest humans. But, uh, you know, but so they're all really great experiences yeah. to have yeah. with people. Yeah. It's and that's like, why I, I love going to at least to go to one big convention at least once in their life. You know, especially... If there's somebody that resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, if you're just going to go, maybe not. But for me to get to meet the Back to the Future cast mm-hmm. and have that experience, I mean, that's something I never thought I would get Oh, as a kid, could you imagine? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. If you'd have yeah. told me in 1984 that one day I'd get to meet all four of them, uh, the you're moment me. that I had getting the picture, uh, the picture that I showed you mm-hmm. The way it set up for everybody else was the four of them are just in chairs and they bring you around and you just come up behind them and, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, take yeah. your picture and then you go on and there's a, yeah. just a very brief second of, oh, hi, how you doing? Yeah. And then it's on to the next person. Yeah. Well, I was in a mobility scooter because of my, my issues with my legs and I told the handlers as I got up to them, I was like, it'll take me just a second because I, I can get up. I, I would prefer to stand. It'll just yeah. take a second. Yeah. So the problem was that the way I had had positioned myself on the scooter was I had my my bag and and my things between my legs, so it was awkward for me to get up. Yeah. And Tom Wilson, in his kind-hearted self, um, misunderstood my my hesitation and thought I wasn't able to get up. Oh, and he okay. immediately jumped up and moved his chair out of the way. Oh, awesome! And was standing there to to help me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm I'm okay. And he said, I'll bring it in, buddy, and put his arms around me and, and made sure he I was supported and That's stood behind fantastic. the seats with me. Yeah. Uh, so, again, incredibly kind. Yeah. And uh, so my picture's a little different than 
than the normal setup because he's yep. standing behind yeah. with his arm around me. And then that also allowed me when I got back on the scooter to go in front of them instead of behind them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Leah Thompson waved to me and Michael J. Fox waved to me. And, you know, and they were like, I, you know, I was like, thank you so much. And then they were very kind. It was very brief, but yeah. it, was, it was very cool. That's awesome. Uh, so just, you know, a bucket list type experience. I, I, I would struggle outside of maybe Mark Hamill or Harrison Ford. Right. I, I would struggle to think of anybody else that that would mean as much to me. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters, maybe. So I was gonna say, so so I guess you lean on the Back to the Future side and the of the Ghost of the Ghostbusters Back to the Future <laughs> no, debate. I would, I would be no, I would I probably be almost equally enamored. You're breaking Leah Thompson's If you met Bill Murray and Dan, Dan Aykroyd, that would be insane. Okay, yeah, but that that's about all. Okay. I've I've met almost everybody. I mean Bruce Campbell and wow. yeah, and almost everybody else. Carrie Fisher, God bless her heart. I got yeah. to meet her. Yeah. Nice. I would struggle to think other than Ghostbusters and Star Wars. I, I don't know what else would. That I haven't done already that yep. would have that kind of impact on me. That's awesome. Speaking of that, you guys, uh, like a couple weeks ago now, had a Thundercats artist in, right? Drew Moss. Drew Moss. Such a good dude. And the new Thundercats book is insanely popular. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't the know if you guys, but we, we sold out. So he talked yeah. about the news had come out right before he came mm-hmm. that they had... That the company had pre-sold like uh, almost two hundred thousand copies, Ooh, which for wow. a Dynamite Entertainment book is really strong. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, th- I think that's a, 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 across the board that's a big number for the last two or three years, cover. isn't it? It might very well be. I'm I, not sure. That's what I read. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mike, for laughing. That, that might be the biggest-selling pre-ordered book in yeah two or and three years. And you guys years. got him uh, the weekend the book was out. Well, what we did, Grant reached out to him immediately when the news broke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he reached out to him first thing and said, "Hey, you know, we'd love to have you." And he's 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 a longtime pro, but he had never had that hit book. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he was incredibly um, honored to to be asked. And apparently, this comes straight from what he told us that within a handful of days, he was getting offers every day. Wow! Yeah, uh, and the, all Thundercats. They yeah. wanted them that weekend, mm-hmm. and he he said these guys asked first, and I'm I'm going to honor that. He's a very honorable yeah. fella. Which that's super cool. But he yeah. said that he was was going to be at uh, different shops for the next month of of weekends. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and he was uh, there for the weekend, right? Like at your place? yeah, he stayed he stayed Saturday and and Sunday, and was. He came and hung out for a little bit on Friday just to hang out and see the store. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Amazing storyteller. Like, just a great dude. Just a, I mean, I didn't even, like, feel like... You didn't even think that much about it being, like, a talent thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he was just a cool dude to hang, hang with. Hang out with, yeah. And, you know, uh, we go to, went to dinner with him one night and just, just, just great conversations. And not necessarily all... Take, you take him to a 40X screening. <laughs> but uh, but not, not necessarily... Uh, just comic book related, but just life mm. stories. He yeah. told us some some very uh, moving stories about his his family and his his kids and his mother. And it was just, it was really. I, I, and talk about turnout for lousy weather. Like Saturday sucked. Yeah, I the mean, weather was horrible. And you said you guys still did really well. Yeah, we did. We did excellent. Uh, a little less so on Sunday. Okay. But he was just he was working on. Uh, he was working on an upcoming book. Mm-hmm. He was doing like the work, like right there. You know, yep. it's like, cool know, to watch we, that. It's really the process, cool. Yeah, we saw that with uh, Bernard Chang last mm-hmm. year when he was in, and uh, he was working on a, a since released Teen Titans cover. Nice, with Beast Boy. Yeah, 
and it was super cool. And he let me say it, and he let me take a picture, but made me promise not to post it to the book. NDAs. But uh, but uh, it was really cool to get to tell our customers when the book come out. You know, this was partially done in our shop. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, at his hotel across the hill, and yeah. uh, that this book was that cover was partially done in Knoxville. So that's oh, that's awesome. And we'll get to say that about a, an upcoming issue of, of Drew's work as well. Nice. So, Ooh, yeah. So, so that's uh, uh, really cool. Grant did something super cool for me. Uh, Grant was like, "Hey Ryan, if you can, if you can make it by uh, mm-hmm. the store for the signing, I'm gonna get you a remark." Really? And I've never been. So a remark is where they just on yeah. the cover they draw like a little um, head sketch. Yes. That's fantastic. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool. That's so kind of you." Mm-hmm. So my friend, me and Scott, we had tried to come to their store once upon a time in the past, and GPS gets close and just like doesn't know what to do okay. GPS is like i'm a i'm aborting this mission yeah my gps does that sometimes uh but this time we found the store good um and i walked in and i can tell you right away walking in mm-hmm. i felt like norm on chairs yeah like uh jazz and grant were and mckay were so happy to see me right uh jazz and grant immediately had to give me the tour because they're like this is your first time in the store they gave me the the store they showed me like we're hey this is our valentine section uh, Which one was Cliff Clavin? Well, Jazz Grant? was definitely uh, Ted Danson's okay, character. Okay, okay. Um, and Grant, I say... She, maybe Woody? Maybe Woody, yeah. Yeah, I can see him <laughs> yeah. Woody. But they were so... They were jazzed yeah, to I see me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was sitting there. Uh, McKay was talking to Drew. Drew was drawing something. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to interrupt him. Plus, I was having a good conversation with, uh, with Jazz. Yeah. And... Um, and I mentioned to, to McKay, I said, I'm so glad you got to do your surgery because he had Ozempic, and the Ozempic almost had to stop the surgery, right? Oh, really? Um, yeah. And this is the only one thing mm. Drew Moss and I spoke about okay. was Ozempic. <laughs> huh. Because Drew Moss looks up at me <laughs> yeah. and starts conversating with me about, about Ozempic. So I don't talk to Drew Moss okay. about Thundercats <laughs> yeah. or art or anything like that he and i connected on ozempic oh 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 ozempic (laughs) and then uh jazz goes oh i said hey jazz uh grant said i'm gonna get this remark she goes oh yeah 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 um who do you who do you want him to draw Mm -hmm. thinking i was gonna pick a thundercat yeah not knowing how grand i am and i said i looked her dead in the eyes and went spider-man she goes spider-man on a thundercats book and i went yes if he will, if he right, will. Right, right, you don't want to insult Drew Boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, I'll, I'll see what he'll do. Yeah. Right. And he did. Um, I'll post this on the on the the thing, too. He drew a really cool... He's even got a spider sense tingling. I got yep. some spider sense tingling. <laughs> yeah, so uh, super cool. And uh, the following day, mm-hmm. our friend Sid went. Yes. Sid is now really, after starting working here, he's been bit by the radioactive spider. Uh-huh. And he's really into comics. Yes. Uh, he's got the comic book. And he decided... Uh, that Tuesday was going to be his 12th anniversary of sobriety, which, by the way... Way to go, Sid. We're so proud of you. And he was going to treat himself to a sketch, like a full sketch, uh, which those can run up some money. They can, absolutely. Um, And he had it picked out, and I don't know... I I, I imagine when he spoke to Drew, he told him the story, and Mm -hmm. Drew copped the price for him. Oh, really? So didn't charge him him anything? Wow, that's That's really good. Which is incredible. And yeah, so Sid was amazingly touched by it yeah he um sid's a great guy and i know recently one of our one of our customers i think works for um mayor kane and he got sid a uh, a sign pop Ooh. by the mayor yeah and, uh, and sid was on cloud nine 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two uh, things that Sid loves, uh, Oreos and milk. But two other things he loves are wrestling and Funko Pops. So yeah. uh, it was yeah, it completely, uh, he was he was ecstatic. Dynamite is starting to understand what mm-hmm. what IDW missed out on. I think a lot of these, uh, these nostalgia books, mm-hmm. they're going to start putting big people behind them because I saw what Energon Universe has done for um, Image. For image, yeah, because mm-hmm. IDW, I don't want to say squandered. Well, so it squandered depends. In so, a way. so a lot of teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans, Team and T fans, the IDW Turtles books are probably the best Turtles books that have ever been. Uh, yep, so good. Yeah, so really good. good. Um, but GI Joe and Transformers have but, been kind of like dead for a while. Yeah, some of the other properties it seems like were neglected. Yep. Um, but so yeah, hopefully it's good to see them, uh, see these companies take them and breathe new life into them. This is the second big licensed book that Dynamite has released in two mm-hmm. months because. Uh, Garth Ennis, James Bond, I think sold out immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it Garth Ennis, James Bond. Uh-huh. I Ennis didn't. Jones. I was unaware of this. Right. Yes, yeah, it seems uh, like an odd match. Well, they've done several James Bond miniseries, and all of them have been pretty popular. Yeah, but this is the first one I think that Garth has written, and it, it really uh, it surprised it, it like issue sales. one like sold mm-hmm. out. I think immediately. Yeah, yeah. Huh. A couple of things to touch on there. Uh, one, speaking of turtles, uh, we have a. Uh, store exclusive coming uh, I think this coming week yeah. whenever the new turtles is out it's the first uh, first uh, Wednesday in March so yeah next week yeah Excellent. so we uh, we have for which book uh, the uh, last the run into last round oh that's right yeah uh, we've actually got three different uh, exclusive variants really uh, but it looks like um, your uh, three store variants uh, first one is cover art by Raymond Gray, Jeremy Clark and Daniel Chavez uh, second cover Jason Flowers and Daniel Chavez and then Deegan uh, Pucas. I'm sorry if I mispronounced some of these names. That's my gimmick here. Um, <laughs> but the covers are, are super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each cover is 40. Uh, and they're, I guess the supplies last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's going to be a big book. Um, one thing they are doing, they're going to start it as bi-monthly. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed it can stay bi-monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. We talked about how in desperate need we are for chairs. Let me tell you something about my visit to Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Chairs galore. Yeah. I thought I was in a lazy boy. You told like, me they so had I wicker I was chairs. In brown squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, they had chairs hanging from the ceiling. You told me, yeah, that was insane. At one point, Grant transformed into a chair. <laughs> was it a lazy boy? <laughs> yes, it was crazy. <laughs> If anybody out there wants to be our chair sponsor, please let us know. We, we need a chair. A, we could use a chair sponsor for Ryan. Yes. Anybody wants to sponsor Ryan for a yes. chair? We need a chair. Yeah, we have, they've <laughs> got to have chairs where I can get a, get a hold of them. Yes. I do like having this metal wrestling chair in case anybody gets out of line. I've really that, got we this need you that because you're also the show enforcer. Yes, yes. Yes. Speaking too quickly of the of the con experience, Jamie Tindall's management, he's, he's a cover artist, a variant artist. Her name was Sarah, and she was another one of the ones I'd walk by and she was like, hey, I didn't even, I hadn't seen you yet today. I was wondering if you were okay. Just super kind people. And it's just, you know, when you go get to go back to these shows or go to other shows and you, you run into these people again, it's cool to start building those relationships. Yep. And then that leads to, hey, do you, you know, we had uh, the guy who played uh, Darth Vader at the end of uh, Rogue One was by uh, Capture Collectibles. It's oh. one of the other things we do at shows is we help uh, be witnesses for Capture Collectibles getting yep. getting their books uh, 
Are they like a comic book store, I'm guessing? Uh, they're a facilitator okay. for CGC. Okay. okay. So uh, they bring talent in. They they had different people that come by to sign things and, mm-hmm. and do videos and stuff. And uh, he came by, and he just, before I could even, as soon as I got the words, manage comic book store, mm-hmm. he's like, I'd love to come. I'd like to come see the school kids. I'd like to come. You know, like you know, you know, do the thing at the library or something, or a school, or yeah. Uh, he was just uh, he's uh, I believe Scottish. Okay. Uh, just that, just that bro, that right. that, that yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. He just. Uh, I had been in the scooter. You know, most of the time he had seen me, and he kept checking on me and stuff. And then when it was time to take the picture, I stood up, and he goes, "It's a miracle!" Line. <laughs> and it was, it was just so fun. And uh, that's hysterical. And he was, he was, he was very enthusiastic. He goes, "Ah, he goes, ah, yeah." That's and, hysterical. And, you know, you have people who come to us wanting to say, "Hey, can I come see your store? Hey, mm-hmm. can I come?" You had that with several people. Uh, this very is cool. what I brought. That's my baby. I kept my eye on it this whole time, man. I've been like, "Oh my lord!" Thank uh, that, you so much for this all gift. signatures. This is the best wow. gift I've ever given. Hey, it's my uh, birthday. Who, who are the big? So just so you know, I'm going to take a picture of this. But McKay has this really cool. Uh, it's Amazing Spider-Man, like a bunch of the holograms, uh, uh, some of the famous covers. Uh, well, one famous cover, and then just a lot of. Was cool the tw- was the 25th anniversary holograms from the from the book? Yeah. and. Uh, he has a lot. Who are some of the bigger names on here? Uh, Stanley's there, Ramita Jr., Ramita Sr., Jerry Conway, Mark Bagley, Scotty Young, Ron Stegman, uh, Stegman Starlin, Otley. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have 36 signatures on it. Wow. wow. Uh, depending on when I get Todd on it. I'll either I'll out. either stop at forty or fifty, depending on. It's pretty full now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a little more real estate to go, but. Yeah. Uh, so holograms are so awesome. Yeah. People yeah. just trip out. I've had people walk by with like X Men ones in their hands mm-hmm. or ridiculous books and stop yeah. and say, "What is that?" Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is literally insane. What in the world? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Thirty six. Uh, Shooter, Bagley, uh, Rubenstein's here, Bose Ramitas, Arthur Adams, McLeod, Saviak, uh, not to name everybody, but just some it's of the... It's crazy. Yeah, uh, Steve McNiven and um, uh, Stuart Eminen and Chrissy Zulo all did little little head sketches for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, super cool piece. Uh, I'm shooting for... Mm-hmm. Are you going to uh, get a frame once you I'm, finish I'm, I'm, it? Oh, you got yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get DeFalco and Roy Thomas and somebody else in June at Heroes. Okay. Uh, Todd will probably be the last or near the last. Yeah, yeah I'd like to end on a even number. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably 40 Round or 50, number. depending on when I can get him. If I can you get should, those three in June, I know you don't want to do it. Be like 40. You want to end on a 40 or 50, but you should end on 60, what, 62? Maybe if I could get to 62, that'd be a dope idea. Yeah. It's, a, it's the best. I've got some things I'm pretty proud of, or I really enjoy having. The Back to the Future piece being right with it, right. But so, this is this is my, my practically my kid. Before we uh, wrap this one up, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, this may get a little gross. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, viewer discretion or listener discretion, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Put the kids. Thanks God, there's no video for it's, this episode. It's not really put the kids to bed per se. It it's. It's yeah. interesting, though. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So, uh, you had surgery recently. So, I had a 12-day, 13-day mm-hmm. span that was bonkers crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it started with Megacon. So, in the course of 12 days, I was on three road trips. 
I was at a 190,000 person convention. Ooh. I attended a funeral. Uh, I had, uh, we had a, t- uh, Drew Moss for two days. I had a tree try to kill me and my wife. <laughs> I landed above us on the, in, right where that we sleep. That was the second day of Drew Moss, right? That morning. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, it hit right above where we lay. And if it had oh. not had to have come all the way across the creek to hit us, uh, it would have, could have injured us. Whoa. It hit squarely. When you go outside and look, it's where our our head of our bed lays. Mm. Is I mean, it it couldn't have tried to hit us harder. Yeah, uh, we're fine. It just tore the gutter down. It slid off the roof and tore the gutter and part of our fence down. But it, mm. we're fine. But Golly. you know, I hadn't physically recovered mm. from from Megacon because I had Megacon and got back Monday morning. Uh, the lady that I take care of uh, had to go to a funeral in Georgia on Tuesday, so I drove her back to Georgia. That was my second road trip. I had shoulder surgery surgery on Thursday, which I'll get to that in a second. That's the gross part. Um, <laughs> uh, Drew Moss came on Friday. He was in store Saturday and Sunday, and then I passed out. Oh, I, bet. I bet, yeah. Uh, but the shoulder, went into the, Odin's the, sleep. the the show, the surgery story. Uh, it's not nearly as graphic as as it seems, but what happened was I got there had is I had a lipoma on my shoulder that mm-hmm. the gents have noticed before that had a little lump there, um, and I was very excited as part of my my fitness journey and things to get that off so I feel better about my appearance and my my gym pictures and such. Cool. Uh, so that was mentally and emotionally a. a, a part for me right yep just so i would feel better about my appearance yeah so i get there and they're like this is ut which i don't usually not anything against them i just don't go there very often so they're like oh do you still take this do you still take that and i was like no i haven't taken any of that in some time so i tell them what my current medications are Mm -hmm. and then a very intense anesthesiologist comes to me and is like we're gonna have to postpone this and I was like, why? And he says, well, you take a Zempic and mm. you, you <laughs> can, yeah. you can, uh, you very likely because of that still have food in your stomach. And while they are working on you, you could aspirate that into your lungs Ooh. and code, yep. uh, while they're doing surgery and, right. and I can't take that risk yeah. cause there's a, a good chance that won't happen, but I can't even put you in that position yep. mm, that's good. that 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 you could that could happen to you right so and i appreciated that but i was also was quite annoyed that that hadn't been told to me yeah, before yeah, yeah. Mm, definitely because you always have to present your medicines at right. the time yeah the, i had told that my doctor did know that i was on that i was they were told that before she's a very nice lady nothing against her just things happen yeah, yeah, yeah. understandable not upset or anything yeah but i was annoyed and He's like, well, I'm going to go tell your doctor about that. And I was like, okay. And she comes to me and goes, we have an option. But she said it in such a way <laughs> that she didn't expect me to hmm. take the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a bar bill. I think it's interesting. Yeah. She said, we can do it. We can't give you anesthesia. <laughs> but we, you can, we can uh, give it to you locally. locally. yeah. So what does that mean? That means that they numbed the shoulder, but I was conscious and could 
Oh, feel everything but the pine. They probably give you a huge oh, shot in your shoulder, right? They ate several huge yeah. shots. They gave me so many shots in my shoulder, they had to give me a wristband mm-hmm. that if anything else happened to me until the next Monday, that they knew they couldn't give me anymore. Now, wow. now could you only feel the first shot? Did it numb after? Oh, every time they gave me the shot, that could, was the only thing that was painful. I felt feel, the needle they, and I felt the burning. Oh, okay. Uh, but all other pain I thought they was were fine. some kind of like fantastic voyage thing oh, where they're going wow. we're going to shrink down and go yeah. into your blood clot <laughs> oh. and shoot those infrared with lasers yeah, and yeah. I mean this in the, I yeah. mean this in the nicest mm-hmm. possible way to to the people oh. in the medical field yeah but you know that feeling you get when you get to the doctor and they're 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 nice mm-hmm. where there's that little bit of like superiority superiority okay, yeah, that yeah, little bit that. of at first yeah 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 you know where we know better than you. And fine. Right. Yeah. You, and you do. And yeah. I want you to know more than yeah. me about yeah, that. That's sure. totally I'm, cool. But you know that little bit yeah. of tiny bit of arrogance. Yeah. yeah. Once I made the decision to do this and they took me back to the operating cha- the theater or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Everybody in there, that was over. That little, like, attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked to me like I was... They were doing surgery on somebody serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, so and you were awake this whole time. I was awake. I was awake for three and a half hours while they cut mm. on my shoulder. Did uh, you feel pressure, like pushing and stuff? I didn't feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had this sheet on my face, so I was laying there pretty much with a sheet on my face for three, almost three and a half hours, like a shroud. <laughs> and what I could feel was I'm very aware yeah, that yeah, my yeah. shoulders open. Mm-hmm. That you know. The flesh obviously is open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and they're pulling. Oh. And I can, I don't feel the pain, mm-hmm. but I feel something. The motion. Okay. Oh, my so yeah. like, And, I, and I feel like, it's just like if I grabbed your your shirt and tugged on it, mm-hmm. it was like that, but they're it wouldn't tugging, hurt, but they're I could tugging, tell they're tugging going on. from the inside. Did you feel anxiety percolating? I thought I would, but they treated me so kindly, okay. and I just got to the point where, I, and I do suffer from anxiety, mm-hmm. and I did think that was going to be a huge problem, but I asked her before we started, I said, is this safe, mm-hmm. and will I be okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I trust you if you say so. And she said, you will be fine. Uh, if you feel any discomfort, you just tell me, and we will we will hit you again. And there will be no problem. Did the nurse stroke her hair and say, the sun's getting really low. The sun's getting low. So we're well into this. And whenever I would feel any slight pain, I would tell her. And she'd be like, you're going to feel the burn again. And they'd hit me with it again. Feel the burn. And they would. And uh, at one point, she started asking me. She asked me a couple of times, you know, just, are Shit you, chat. Are you are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at one point, I was like, at this point, Doc, I'm just trying to to uh, tough. Or yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to tough my way through it. Yep. Yeah. And one of the dudes was like a, his training had been like in like an army doctor. Okay. And he said, dude, you don't have to worry about nothing about being tough. You're tough as nice. Blinds. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and then one of my friends after when I told them the story, they're like, dude, that was like some Civil War stuff. Like, that yeah. Like, that's like ridiculous. Fight on this horse bit. Yeah. So like, at one point. Say, Please don't let me hear the words. Oops. Don't let me hear the yeah. words. I told her after the fact, I was, after it was over, I was, I was like, you know, I do feel like I have a pretty good pain threshold. And she mm-hmm. was, well, I reckon, because a couple of the times when I asked you if you were okay, uh, 
I knew that I had gotten a little close to the muscle. <gasps> and she thought okay. there was a, a fair chance you might have passed out. So uh, I was making sure you were still Still lucid. with us, yeah. And uh, she was, you are very, very tough. Nice, okay. Not that I'm trying to say that in any kind of Yeah, no, and that's okay. Sense, but Brag about yourself. Well, he's kind of shaking his fist yeah. when he's yeah. saying this. So I don't <laughs> know what that means. <laughs> no. Did you see he just <laughs> tore off a part of the table? <laughs> but no, I'm not trying to. I'm not that at right. all. I'm very timid with yeah. things, but... But but it wasn't ex- a hell of an experience, especially after coming out of you know it's a, a four day con weeks. and yeah. a funeral and a yeah uh, the next day the tree you know, so it, it could be for the best because it didn't give you time to dwell on the surgery and to start yep. worrying about the surgery. Yeah. You had so much stuff that yeah. And think if yeah. you didn't have that surgery, I would have nothing to talk to Drew Moss about. That's yeah, right. <laughs> the Ozempic. I'm gonna think about you every time I say the word Ozempic. <laughs> you should. Uh, Ozempic is sponsoring tonight's episode of Comics Exchange. <laughs> Someone's gonna be like. I'm like, hey, what is a Zimpic? I'm like, I need to call Ryan if he's okay. Yeah. If you say Ozempic three times in the mirror, Drew Moss appears. <laughs> You've only said it 14 times, so you need but you need one more time to meet inside. your contractual yeah, quota. Yeah. I don't think it was quite that. It's a graphic. Um, right. No, yeah. I no, wouldn't. Wasn't, well, that uh, wasn't, no. Book of the week. Book of the week. Of the week. Can I do week. my one recommendation? Of course. Okay. So I got one recommendation tonight. Uh, Let me guess. Is it a movie? It's a movie. Friday night, my roommate uh-huh. and I, VOD. I think it's going to be on HBO Max shortly. Okay. Uh, so everybody knows James Gunn is over the DCU now, and he said that everything is going to start getting connected, including mm-hmm. the animated films. Yep. Uh, DC is very well known for its animated films. Right. Mm-hmm. So with uh, so everything's got to come to an end. So DC, you, they're mm-hmm. ending their animated uh franchises right now and they're doing it with uh, crisis on infinite earths oh right and right. they're doing it as a trilogy of films uh i've never read crisis on infinite earths i know the the big key stories uh the animation is super cool but it's like a thick lines around hey. around the characters right mm-hmm. yeah. so make them stand out against the backgrounds um it's going to be a trilogy and the first one mainly concentrates on barry allen through five timelines one where the uh justice league is first uh created right uh one with the injustice league nice one that's set where they're having to join forces with the monitor to stop the threat that's going to wipe out the the universe okay Uh, one set at barry allen's uh wedding and one set in the far future with barry allen and iris and when you get to near the end of the film and you start to realize where that time point is a part of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm having chills right now thinking about it. Right. Uh, it's so touching and so moving. It's got so much heart. And they have a second part, I think, comes out in a month, and then a third part before the end of the year. So oh, that's it's excellent. Yeah, that's it's a fantastic. Yeah. Pretty cool. I'll check it out. Yep, so good. Books of the week. Books of the week. Uh, who wants to start? Uh, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to... Um, and I think we may have mentioned this on a previous podcast, but just to... Uh, to second Ryan's uh, emotion, um, I'm gonna go with beneath my the trees. My emotion? <laughs> Isn't that the song? Second? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, second print, or I guess it's maybe it's a third print. print I think of uh, beneath the trees where nobody sees, and this is probably I guess when you say maybe IDW's most successful book of the last. Since they've started doing these the creator, um, owns. creator owns in the last three years, mm-hmm. this is without a doubt, I think, their most successful. So it's written by Pat Horvath. And a lot of these guys, like they're, they're okay, writers. Um, could, what was that last name again? I'm sorry. Horvath. Okay. <laughs> Pat <Checking>. Horvath. <laughs> um, but a lot of these newer writers, uh, 
they're guys that have maybe aren't comic book writers, but maybe are uh, Hollywood screen script writers. And so when you see this, um, when you read this book, it definitely reads as like a movie. You could see yep. it being uh-huh. like some type of an animated. And the premise is it's anthropomorphic. It's bears and um and all kind of animals, kind of animals yeah. that uh that dress and act like humans, um. But there's deep down that there's a darker story to the town. Uh, you find out that someone is uh, potentially a mass murderer. Uh, so it's kind of got like there's a there's a whimsical feel, but underneath there's like a, a dark undercurrent of of horror. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but the animation is so cute and the, the art's so cute that it kind of. It's it's really disjointed in an uncomfortable way, if that makes sense. Mm, it's yes. already going for like hundreds of dollars on eBay. Like, wow! Oh, and fir- I don't think the there's even print? like yeah, there's no. I don't think there's like a movie spec attached to it yet. Mm-hmm. It's just for some reason this book blew up. Yeah. People talk about uh, I I keep hearing hearing people use the analogy to Dexter. Mm-hmm. Yep. That it's like uh, Dexter meets Stray Dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What issue uh, are they on? Three. Number three. three. Right. Yeah. I think we're. It's probably good to say that we're probably sold out of two and three. So I think I've got two and three, but I think two maybe a later printing. I think I still okay. have three. So we first. do have twos and threes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would definitely of say dogs real quick. Yeah, uh, pick, pick this up. Yeah, we've got a, a the feral coming in, which in is April. by the same creators. Uh, but it's cats. Yeah, a cat story instead of a dog story, and we'll uh, Nirvana will be having a uh, exclusive. Uh, cover to that. That's awesome. Which so, cat, cats are even creepier than dogs to me. Yeah, <laughs> like if I'm just ranking between yeah. the two. Yeah, yeah. A cat to me, a cat's scarier than a dog. I, I talked to the creators of Stray Dogs mm. at last year's MegaCon, yep, and nice. they had told me that they were working on the cat version. They just didn't know yeah. what to call one it. One of them does one of the books that me and you love a lot, Local Man. Uh, yeah. Which uh, I wish you were here for our me. books of the Local year Local list because yeah, so good. Yeah, Mike, what is your book of the week? And uh, surprise to absolutely no one, it's going to be Duke number three. What? Yeah, I know. Shocking, right? No, I absolutely love the Energon universe. Everything they're doing in it right now, I adore. Instead of it just being a template that they're retelling over and over, somehow they're making it feel incredibly nostalgic and also Mm. really new and fresh. Um, And they're doing what the Marvel movies did. They're starting out with separate characters like Duke and Cobra Commander leading up to the formation of the uh, the new G.I. Joe team. And it's this really unique, cool take on it. Duke is kind of on the run. He's seen a transformer. He saw one of his uh, best friends get killed by one, and the government's just smoking him out and denying it. Uh, so it, it's just absolutely fantastic. I've, I've got nothing bad to say about it. Uh, Duke number three. Looking forward to it. I read uh, issue two today before we oh, before we very over. nice. Uh, the last page, so good. So good. Man. Yep. No, uh, <clears throat> sales wise, they've all been huge hits. Yep. Um, which is nice because it's good to see uh, Skybound have something other than Walking Dead to hang their hat on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I really think the success... It's their sheriff's hat. Get it? Cause call hey. call no, but you know, of course, the characters have recognition mm-hmm. for a franchise, but I really think what's driving the success of these books is the quality because I think it's yeah. causing people to come back and maintain that audience and it's not just a one and done. I mean, these are good comics. Yeah. yeah. Now, just like casting a movie, it... it a lot of the comic success depends on who you get for the writer and the artist. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes the character can be a huge, pop, a hugely popular character, but if you don't get the right uh, writer and artist, uh, that's really kind of what moves the book. Mm. Kirkman has been super smart with like, so getting Daniel Warren so Johnson, uh, what Josh Williams, Josh Williams. Yeah. 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 Super scores. Uh, and I'd imagine in the next month or so, because the June mm-hmm. and July solicits will be out soon. Yeah. We're going to know what this GI Joe team is going to be. If, or if, mm. or unless they do more, 
minis first. I don't think so. I think they're going to lead right into it. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, my book of the week is Savage Sword of Conan. Oh, the magazine. Yeah, which is really Ooh, cool yeah. that they're going back to... Because um, Marvel did... They did Savage Sword of Conan when uh, Jason Aaron was writing it a couple of years ago. But mm. I think they kept it the comic regular size. size comic size. But these are going back to magazine size. Which is really cool because the old... If you remember the old Savage Swords from back in the day, they were magazines and they were black and white and they were hard to find because they, were, they weren't comics code approved. Because these Conan stories uh, had a little more uh, uh, winching and... Uh, a little bit TNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not as bad as probably heavy metal. No, no, um, no. But, but definitely the, the stories were more mature than the Conan stories we got in the comics. I'm going to flash back for a second mm-hmm. here. Little Ryan, living in Germany, uh, seven, ninth grade, ninth grade I think I was. And I was a bad boy this day, and I decided to skip school yeah. to go to the arcade. Uh, they had just gotten uh, Street Fighter Two. I don't re- remember what edition it was, it's but I felt like I, that was more important than school that day. Mm, yeah. But I played it for so long, I missed the bus home. Really? And this was when we would go to school in Würzburg, which is about an hour away from where I lived. So how'd you make it home? So I was panicking. Yeah. And this GI that was in there mm-hmm. struck up a conversation with me. He was probably like a private, probably like six or seven years older than mm-hmm. me. He said, hey, come back to the barracks with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was innocent at this point. Okay? <laughs> I had my little yes. my little school shorts Curious. on, my big lollipop. <laughs> um, but he said, come back to my barracks with me. And I went back there and he said, hey, I'm going to show you something. And Because he, he was going to have me give me a ride back home, right? But first, take off your little beanie no, hat, no. the propeller but hat. He, <laughs> but he pulls out the Savage Sword of Conan. Yeah. And I'm looking through it. He goes, you like that, huh? Remember, I was an innocent. Okay, all right. Um, but I started feeling a little weird about this, like, stranger danger. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, so you're right here. I better go. And before I left, he gave me the stack oh. of Savage Sword of Conan books. I would later find out he left his phone number in it, too, by the way. Oh, um, Well, that could have been on accident. Yeah, I was mm. innocent. Um, but that's how I first discovered uh, Savage Sword of Conan. <sighs> So uh, this almost turned into a very special episode. Yeah, <laughs> past. yeah I'm just yeah. so glad he didn't have a van. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but from that, but reading that book and escaping that danger, right. uh, I really enjoyed Savage Sword of Conan because each issue was super cool, and you felt like kind of like an adult. You were reading a book that right. maybe you shouldn't have been reading. Maybe this should have said the 18 plus on the outside cover. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would always be like, because the regular Mar- Conan books were more Marvelish. Yes. Uh, but these were more... So the Conan series, the Marvel Conan series ran 250 issues. Oh, wow. The Savage Sword series ran 275 issues. Dang. Uh, yep. So it actually went farther than the... Huh. And what's so cool is near the end of the Marvel's uh, Conan, they started getting uh, big names to do covers. Todd McFarlane did a really cool Conan cover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to draw Conan? Yeah. It's awesome. I think Jim Lee did one, Wireless Portacio. Um, so many. Bill Sinkavich had an awesome What If Conan oh, yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but so far, the new yeah. Conan book by uh, Titan, is that the name of the it company? Is. Yeah, they're a British company. Has been super good. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the Savage Sword of Conan. And I don't have to be worried about anything bad happening to little Ryan. McKay. <laughs> <It's, it's... laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is um, Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the last of the uh, gang war. It's 43 mm-hmm. or 44? 44. 44, 44, I believe. Okay. Uh, I'm just really been digging. Uh, I think they've done really well for for it being an event, yeah. which they've not done the best job at. Yeah. Uh, recently and amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like how it set up the universe for the street level heroes going forward. However, it ends. I haven't read this week's. Do yet. you think you can read the Amazings without reading all the like little add-ons? 
Probably. Okay. Uh, I've enjoyed some of the add-ons. Yep. I've enjoyed some of the side pieces, but 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 I'd say probably. Yeah, I've been reading Miles because Hobgoblin's like yeah, the main that's really character cool. in there right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is the end of Gang Wars. This is the the amazing okay the wrap up, I believe. And this where will... we see, I'm I'm really just to be honest. I'm I'm mainly excited to see Gang Wars in because I really want to get back to the Evil Peter story of, okay, the, which we've been promised I think for after this leading mm-hmm. up to to fifty yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah. I'm ready to get back to that, and this was a welcome respite respite from that. Mm-hmm. You know, to, and I kind of wanted to go right back into it, but yeah. it is cool. That this has been a pretty cool regular and event story going if on. Things in the way I believe they're going to end. Zeb Wells is ending his run around sixty. Oh, so yeah, they they've said that there's gonna be a year's, almost a year's narrative of of revisiting that evil Spider-Man from. Didn't they already do that? Like an issue? They did it for three issues, but apparently they're coming back to it. Okay, <laughs> and uh, I am revved for that because boy, that was that's just about. And you know, I'm a Spider-Man. Guy. Yep, you are. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best Spider-Man stories I've read in twenty seven years. Oh, okay, wow. wow. Hey. Hmm. That three issue, that little teaser of yeah. what they say they're going to go forward yeah. with, boy, as, as one of our friends at Nirvana says, <laughs> Josh, he goes, boy. It's nice. Uh, but yeah, really, uh, really dug that a lot. Yeah. I think that's the best Spider-Man story since uh, since Straczynski brought in Ezekiel and hmm. Morlock. Okay. Nice. Which was the genesis of, of, oh, of the Spider-Verse. I don't think there's been a good a story since then. Okay. Because it was just something to see a purely evil Peter mm. Parker with no conscience, mm. no nothing, just gobbling out, mm. and you know said he was going to eat venom and yeah, and pull the arms off Doc Ock and. Did you see uh, Zardoski's a What If run that he did like a couple of years ago, Dark Shadow? Yeah. Uh, where What If Peter had kept yeah, yeah, the symbiote? Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but um, just there was a line in there that we just. Uh, Two of our friends, uh, the Ryan and Josh that work with us, they don't even read Spider-Man. Yeah. And, like, I had them read it, and then we locked on the same line, which was Norman tells Mary Jane and Pyle, her husband, to run. Yeah. Like, because he, obviously he knows what the goblin influence yeah. is. And there, Pyle says that I know, we can uh, go this way, or we can take the, the bridge yeah, or the yeah, tunnel, yeah. and yeah. Norman says, I'd take the tunnel. If I was <laughs> Paul, I wish, I wish I wish Norman hadn't said anything to Paul. But just, just like, hey, that, say back, Paul, let's see what happens. But just that, <laughs> just that, <laughs> the way like they Paul. shot, the way they yeah. shot that, the way they drew that, yeah. of just Norman saying, I'd take the tunnel, yeah. implying, right. you don't want to be near a bridge. Right. Yeah. Gave me chills. Nice. I may and have like, to. like, as a Spider-Man guy, like, yeah. I was like, You know how I feel wow. about Amazing yeah. right now? I've not read those issues yet, but I'm. I, I, I'm sorry if I no, spoil that. No, you're not spoiling anything because I've not. I, I've been collecting it, but I haven't read it for a while. But I'll, I'll give those issues a chance. Those oh, three. We'll look at that. Those three issues, man. Game. I mean, there were. But gas. we always have different opinions on here. Yeah. Every growth. Every yeah, issue. This is my character arc. <laughs> every issue of those three issues, I gasp at least once or twice. Where okay. I was like, nice. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. Wow. Because I mean, I was. There was a time maybe you could have told me you were going to do that, and I'm like, I don't yeah. want to see that, but boy, mm. was it okay. weirdly satisfying to just to see a dark version of yeah. straight up. Yeah. I mean, he hunts Craven. 
Yeah. Like there was a role reversal of Craven's Last Time. Yeah. Which where, if you remember, in, and what was it, the last movie, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, there's that scene where I think it's Tobey Maguire talking to Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah. And Garfield says, listen, in my universe... Uh, after uh, after she died, he goes. I I got dark. I stopped. Yep. I stopped pulling. Oh my god! I cried. I did see. things mm-hmm. that you know. And I remember thinking to myself right then, I was like, I want to see this movie. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I would. I wouldn't mind seeing a Garfield movie where it's like dark Garfield, and instead of just like, <laughs> which, Gar- which Garfield now? Well, uh, I'm talking about. You ate the rest of my lasagna, Odie. <laughs> sure, I'd, I'd see both. A double feature would be good. But um. But yeah, just a dark Andrew Garfield where yep. he stopped pulling punches and he's instead of taking Rhino to jail, he's like taking the Rhino and killing, snapping his neck. Oh, that would drive me crazy. Bill, man. did you read that arc of Amazing I'm talking about? No, I, the, I'm familiar with it. Spider, though. The, the, Spider Last Hunt or Spider Man's Last Hunt. Oh, first Hunt. Now first that time. one I did. Yeah, yeah. Where, that's where he what hunts, down, hunts down Craven? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the same arc. That's yeah, okay, three. Okay. I think the trade came out this, comes out this way. Okay. Oh, well, I probably. Still be mad at all the Paul and MJ stuff. You probably will. I will be angry yes. at that stuff, but I will read this with an open mind. That's good. That's yeah. a, that shows there's like growth that. there. Yeah. There's growth. Well, uh, McKay, thank you again so much yeah. for coming oh, out. Yeah, Second man. time. I love it. I'm, yeah. I'd, I'd be here all the time. I'd, I'm all about it. Well, we got to have you back uh, really soon to go over Dear Devil Artists. That's right. we got to yeah. finish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this episode has been full of growth. This episode has been adventurous. Yes. This episode has been clinical. Oh, but it is time for it to come to an end. I'm afraid. Uh-huh. I am yours truly, Mike D. I'm Ryan. Wishing Mike D a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm Bill, and I wishing Mike a happy birthday also. Well, Congratulations, shot. happy number forty nine. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really love being here. Awesome. I do have one. I'm just kidding. I totally don't. <laughs> <laughs> I totally don't. Wish Mike a happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Mike. Thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye. 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 We baked you a birthday cake If you get a tummy ache And you moan and groan and woe Don't forget we told you so Happy birthday! Happy birthday! (laughs) (laughs) Make a wish, dear, and blow out the candles Here they go!